I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Craig Doyle, and we're in Argentina following the second race of the season at Termas de Rio Hondo. Here is how it was won. Yeah. Mark Marquez is already down to the line and he looks to the oh. inside. Here is Marquez just at the wrong time. We switched to the race winner because there is the line. Mark Marquez wins. Oh, oh both Ducatis have hey. mugged themselves and out they go. Valentino Rossi is second. Pedrosa will be third unless oh. someone does it to him. So Gigi Delinia is sick in the Ducati oh. bucket as both of them go out. Valentino Rossi, get, it'll be Danny. Pedrosa. It'll be Danny Pedrosa. Unless Paul Espargro's had something special in the last lap, it'll be Danny Pedrosa that comes through. What a disaster for Ducati. Coming up, the views of Colin Edwards, Neil Hodgson, Gavin Emmett, and all the protagonists from race day. But first, let's hear from Julian Ryder and Keith Hewan. Straight off the back, then, of probably one of the most controversial weekends so far in the MotoGP, and we've only two weekends in. I've got to say, my throat's gone, Jules. My brain's gone, my heart's gone, <laughs> I need a doctor. That was weird and wonderful. Recriminations are going to be the order of this weekend. Michelin, first of all, have got to go back and look over their tyre. I feel a little bit sorry for Michelin yeah. because we had, we had two great halves of a race there and we don't know for sure whether there was an inherent problem with their tyre or whether it was a one-tyre problem. Of course, that problem with Scott Redding's tyre that's caused all the shenanigans this weekend could have been just one tyre that was faulty mm. but it meant that because of the situation safety wise they had to dump the whole lot and we ended up with this two part race thing which did it give us a great race? Did it give us a better race than normal? In some respects it did <laughs> and in some respects it you'd wanted to see it go through and it didn't exactly Keith and let's not pretend this is the first time this sort of thing's ever happened to a tyre company it's happened many times in the past Incredible racing, but uh, you've got to say that the stop in the middle really put the kibosh on Valentino Rossi, whereas Mark Marquez always seems to have two bikes that yep. work exactly the same. Yep. Valentino Rossi really didn't get on with that second bike quite so well. Despite the fact they should be identical, same tyres and everything. It's not like, not like a wet to a dry change. The amount of times I remember in my career where you wanted that chassis with that motor <laughs> and you always had your mechanics working overnight to get the best combination that you possibly could. There's no, no two bikes are the same. That's why I'm always amazed that yep. Marquez manages... To to do that. And, and that was instant, wasn't it? The second they came out of the pit lane, mm. Marquez rode away from Valentino and the Ducatis closed in on Valentino almost instantly. Marquez was quick off the top, of course, straight from one bike yeah. to the other in pit lane. Oh. He's got that rehearsed brilliantly. But it was Andrea Iannone who caused all the trouble at Turn 1, which really wrecked Danny Pedrosa's race. I know he lucked into a podium in the end. Even yeah. he admitted he had a rubbish <laughs> race in comparison, which was astonishing honesty coming that, from a factory man. That is the least upbeat interview I've ever heard from a Rostrum finisher. And 
And then, of course, Ian Oney <laughs> blew away Ducati's chances of being where they, they should have ended up, rightfully ended up, because they both had the pace for it, wiping out his teammate. Yeah, you heard me say in commentary, if there's a gap, you've got to go for it. But you heard Julian say in commentary, hmm, with the team managers out, when you don't wipe your teammate out. Yeah. And that's absolutely yeah. true. If you've got to make a clean pass, sure. But a risky one... Uh-uh, not in that situation. And I'm sure Yanone was thinking back to what Crutchlow did to him 12 months ago. Got underneath him, but he did it clean. Crutchlow, Absolutely. That was the move of the year last year from Cal Crutchlow in the same, yep. same place. Yep. Giabatti, the Paolo Giabatti, of course, the boss down at Ducati, eloquent as ever, <laughs> but believe me, there will be blood. Bad blood. Lorenzo Ducati, then? Funny enough... Uh, it's already supposedly done a done deal with the Lorenzo Ducati situation. Um, funny, someone posted a P45 on my uh, <laughs> on my timeline. Not for I'm, you, I hasten to add. <laughs> Was but, it? No. Oh, right. <laughs> not unless you put it on there. Not me, Gov. No, not me, Gov. So, who knows? Which one's it going to be? I thought Dobby might get the flick this year from... Um... Well, that's the assumption I've made, that you'd keep Yanone, the younger man who finished last year magnificently, but... If you, can't, if you can't control your dogs. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the politics of Italian racing are never simple. No, but what a race in the end anyway. From yeah. Termas de Rio Hondo, really it could have been a complete washout, a complete waste of time as it turned out. Very entertaining race. And uh, I think the right two men are on the uh, top end of the podium. And the right man was top independent. I tell you what, you just bringing that up. <laughs> Eugene Laverty, <laughs> win it, well, it was a win. Fourth place was a win. It was yeah. as good as a win. Fantastic. He has been off the radar for how long? Years. Frankly, since he got to this paddock, hardly disturbed the score. As one uh, top satellite, uh, not satellite, what would they call them last year? Open class. Yeah. But <laughs> hardly, forgotten already. Yeah, yeah. But hardly, to be honest, troubling the scorers. 12th in Qatar, really good ride. And then that here, brilliant. Fantastic. But of course, Scott Redding could have been on the podium. If you look at the um, could have been, would have been, should have been, which we, which we never ever no, do. No, no, no. But I'm sure fans at home will have their own opinion on it. Of course, if you want to do that, BT Sport, Motor GP, we're always on Twitter. We always like to hear from you. You're always welcome to give us your opinion. Can I have a beer now? Colin Edwards, before we get into the meat and veg of the whole thing, just reflect on what a sensational day it's been. It's been awesome. Uh, the young kid, Powie, he was in the car with me and Taddy on the way here. Super nice kid, super happy for him, and he just dominated that race. Joanne Zarco, business as usual, and Marquez, you know, all the work and all hit the ground he did this weekend, it paid off. He won the race. Do you know what's lovely about it? After all the troubles we've had this week, let's not forget on Friday, major grip problems here because there hadn't been much action on this track. They cleaned it up and they left nothing but dirt and dust, so no grip. Then yesterday we had the tyre problem. Scott Redding's rear just shredded on the outside. Major problem, but the fear of God across the paddock. And then there were tyre issues today. But we got really good racing today, and that can all be parked. I mean, they'll reflect on it, they'll fix things, but we will really just be looking back at a fantastic three races. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about fireworks last year. I had said at the beginning of the weekend, are we going to have the fireworks again? For me, it exceeded our expect my expectations anyways. It was great. Right, let's start with MotoGP. And, well, it was Ducati's causing problems at the start and at the very end, but we'll start at the start, if you don't mind. What happened here? Yeah, it looks like Iannone, he gets in there a little bit hot up on the inside. And then you'll see this thing start bouncing up and down. Right there, it's bouncing. Honestly, once it starts bouncing like that, oh, he almost cleans out a few guys. Once it starts bouncing, you're along for the ride. 
And has that got anything to do with the bump in that area? Because he actually was on that line, or was it just No, just no, that's, uh, that's, that was kind of a panic. Grab a handful of brake, go down a gear or two, and it uh, just, once it started, starts that little bit of oscillation, that hop, oh, that's close right there. Colin, that could have been an absolute shocker. Yeah, it could have been, it could have been. And obviously the camera that we saw dangling off of Marquez's bike, that's where it happened. Yeah, he did have a camera dangling off the back for the first part of the race. There was a stop halfway through this race. Concerns about tyre safety after Scott Redding yesterday. So what they did is they reduced it down to a 20-lap race with a pit stop in between 9th, 10th or 11th lap. They had to come in, jump on their second bike with a fresh set of tyres. And crucially, that's where the race was decided. But Marc Marquez really was his pass to take the lead. After that point, he, he just looked really solid, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. You could see he... Uh... He comes through, passes Valentino here. I don't know, this is like lap four or five, I can't really remember. Once he gets past Valentino, it doesn't take long to uh, get past the Ducati. And then Valentino actually started hunting him down there after that, before the uh, pit stop. It's absolutely sensational stuff when you look back at it. But uh, let's look at the very, uh, there he goes, very end stages of the race in just a moment, Colin, because that's where the crashes came thick and fast and decided uh, the makeup, really, of the podium at the end. Well, one man who actually won't want to look at that again is Scott Redding. Scott, um, no doubt you know now that if things had got better for you, you would have ended up on the podium. Not your fault, though. Mechanical problems. What actually happened? Uh, still under investigation what happened. Uh, just I lost all power. I tried to restart the motor two or three times. Didn't work. Um, so, you know, there was nothing I could do, so I had to retire from the race. And, yeah, I'm a bit frustrated after what happened yesterday. Uh, could have been nice to regain some points if it was fifth or third, um, but we have to look on for the next race. Yeah, we saw you grasping at the throttle and nothing was happening there, and even through your, your, your lid you could see disappointment all over the place. That moment, that millisecond of realisation, how does that feel? Uh, it was devastating, you know. There you see I'm reaching to reset the bike. Uh, that was the third time, still nothing. Uh, the most, when I went into one, I just went for the gas. There was nothing there, you know, so really frustrating. I had commented, it looked like your, your throttle cable was broke, which <laughs> there's not a throttle cable, but it looked like there's just nothing there. Yeah, I was just uh, hoping for just some life to come back, you know, at least just get me across the finish line or something. Even it was with less power or something, but, you know, you can't change what happened in the past. Right, let's break this race in half for you, in terms of your race. We'll park that for a moment. Up to that point, you had taken Danny Pedrosi. You were riding absolutely beautifully and really enjoying it out there. Yeah, I mean, I went off the start. It was not a bad start to the race, but I just uh, went into turn one and I so I got caught up with Espargro and Crutchlow. And then I made my work to get back. And after the changes, when I was strong, you know, I came out of pit lane and I didn't lose Danny uh, on my outlap. So that was my strong point. And then I knew I was just going to increase the speed from there. So feeling really good at this stage and you were thinking uh, top six or thinking podium at this stage? Uh, at this point, I was just doing my own race, just trying to keep the gap big enough behind because there was no one in front to catch. So I was riding like 80, 85% to keep it safe, you know, because the gap was plus I don't know what in front. So, um, go ahead, sir. Uh, so that was for me what I was trying to do was not push too hard and crash, but just keep the gap behind big enough to finish where I was. To put it in perspective, you just blew by Danny Pedrosa there on the screen. Uh, that's a pretty good scalp to have. Yeah, I mean, for me to pass someone on the straight is uh, <laughs> yeah. something special. But the, the move was good because he made a little mistake and I prepared well to get the drive. Um, that's why I passed him quite early. Uh, but the strong point for me in the race, what I had in Qatar when I didn't have no power, um, I struggled to hold the satellite Yamahas in Qatar, whereas now you saw I could hold a factory Honda uh, and it made it a lot easier for me to pass and just uh, stay behind them. Yeah, to put some shape on that, that's the, the, perhaps the biggest guy in the start line. 
overtaken the smallest guy at the start line, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like for me to pass someone, it's never really happened. So I'm, I'm grateful to have a bit of power behind me. It makes my racing a bit easier. How, how's the body? Like, Haji, I'm not going to make you take your clothes off to show <laughs> the world. Uh, go, go on the Twitter. Uh, no, because then Colin will start wanting to take his off and then we're all at it. And we don't need that on a Sunday afternoon. Um, how is the back? Because you look pretty bashed up. Uh, honestly, it's not too bad, you know. It looks a lot worse. Uh, more was my neck like a whiplash or something this morning when I woke up and a bit tender this morning in warm-up under braking when the leather was flapping I was like okay what's this about uh, but like I say you get in the race you don't think about them things the psychological effect of that because obviously at the time or that night Michelin said you know something we're not going to let you run those tires fearful of what happened to you but then they were forced into this decision of having to run them today when you kind of got to lap eight or nine were you just looking behind going oh please just hold or what's going to happen next uh, honestly I just don't think about it, you know. It was one of those things that's happened and I've just got to let that pass by, you know. I can't think, oh, when I go there. Sure, when I was qualifying yesterday, I had to go back with the same type of tyre. And I did think, OK, is it going to go? But I thought, you know what, if it's going to go, it's going to go. I can't change that. So, we, and obviously we had a lot of, you know, guys crashing in turn one, front end. Did you crash in turn one then? No. no. So, are you getting more to terms with the front tyre, the front Michelin? Uh, it's finding the way is strange, you know. You know, with the Bridgestone was always planted. You didn't even worry about the front. This one is like my problem is uh, braking too hard and I, I blocked the front tire, you know, skidding. Um, so I got to really tame that a little bit. Uh, like you saw a lot of crashes on the front this whole weekend with everybody um, and people dicing between the tires. Like the softer option was uh, better for braking and entry, but worse on edge grip. But the harder one was worse in braking and entry, better edge grip. So it was trying to find that balance. Yeah, yeah. it is such a a unique test though this track because of turn six and turn 11 i mean we're unlikely to see such an extreme test again for a while but where, else, where else offers that y'all are going to be testing at every track <laughs> i mean honestly new electronics new tires every track is going to be a test well let's hope some of the crashes stop certainly for cal crutchlow he had an off in that race uh, as did alicia spargo actually we saw in the motor two race as well actually uh, with franco morbidelli just a small wet patch going into turn one and just a corner of the tire kind of clipped it or edge of the tire clipped it uh, was that severe the reaction out there was it uh, it was quite strange because you watched the moto three race uh, you know with pie with the slicks and i said to the guys look looks grippy out there in the rain and rain was quite grippy went out for the outlap and had a couple of quite big moments because you know I was trying to find the grip on the wet and actually it shocked me how slippery it was in the beginning um, and I think that caught a couple of guys out on the first few laps uh, even the great Jorge Lorenzo got caught out by turn one on a couple of occasions this weekend but crucially in the race as well um, it just seemed like uh, it was a bit later than before. We haven't seen anyone go down there, Colin. Yeah, no, he got he was half a meter offline. He just ran over that wet patch, and as soon as he did, lost the front, and away it went. It looked like the same as uh, Morbidelli, where he crashed just exactly. on the front. Because yep. there was like a two line, two wet patch. You had to go through them. And there was one a little bit later, so it was kind of finding the right way. Uh, and in the beginning of the race, I was losing time there because I didn't know where to go. You know, it was inside, outside. Um, and, you know, it looks like it yeah. caught him out. It looked like if you mistimed and couldn't thread the needle, everybody was just kind of picking it up and rolling across. Yeah, it was like the, the safest option. You see it, you know you can't hold that angle on the wet patch. Yeah. And if you try to, I guess that's what happens. Talk to me about the stresses and strains of your last three days, you in particular. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's a MotoGP race. Come on <laughs> yeah. now. No, but psychologically, any sportsman will have to reflect on a weekend like that, and it wasn't your fault, and go, right, 
How did I deal with it? How am I affected by it? Are you at all? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was a bit annoyed after the race, but uh, Francesco, team manager, came to me and said, you know, we've got a race next week. You've got to pick your head up. You've got to go, which is true. Um, it was a tough weekend. Uh, we did improve in some areas. We had some good practices, some not good practices. Um, and, you know, we was lucky with the tyre failure that I was okay. So, you know, I was happy to race even. Uh, you know, that's what I wanted to ask. You just said it, some good and some bad. It seemed like Friday when y'all came out, big old long legs, dirty track. I mean, you had it going on. And then it seemed like it kind of reversed earlier yesterday, and then it came back again. So do y'all have a really good baseline to, like, get it, or are y'all still playing around with it? Um, we've got a baseline that we're playing, but you also saw with Honda and Yamaha how they turned it over between the two days. Um, and the FP3, when I tried for a lap time, just really didn't come. You know, I was completely over the limit, and I was just getting slower. And then for the quality, you know, my quality lap time wasn't too bad. It was kind of acceptable and I was much more in control. So it was the fact that maybe I was overriding in the FP3 and just trying to find a way a bit. Uh, before we let you go, Colin, I want you to be the old head here. And I want you as a mentor here to Scott, just kind of talk through the weekend, the positives he can take ahead of Austin. Don't get too high when you're high. Don't get too low when you're low. You've got to go do this next week. I've no idea what he's talking about. But thank you so much, <laughs> Scott. Keel. Okay, Thanks. good stuff. Uh, lovely fella. He's so calm and measured, isn't he? Oh, awesome, awesome. Great, great dude. So off went Mark Marquez, and then Valentino got himself into a battle with the two Ducatis, and it was a really tasty battle. Great entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, it was Vinales before that was tracking him down. And then the Ducatis just continued on once uh, Vinales crashed. Here he goes, in you know, he right up the inside, pushes both of them wild. And then he goes, Dave, oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'm just uh, two spots in one corner. Actually, they looked really quick there, though, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. They're, uh, they're on it, dude. What are you talking about? Uh, well, they're not on it now because <laughs> they took each other out and they're getting an earful from their boss inside uh, there. There you go, Valentina, back up the inside. Doesn't quite work. You know, and he gets right back underneath him. It was, it was so entertaining. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, so there you go, a win for Mark Marquez. Sensational from the former world champion, and he looks like he is going to be the man to beat again. Jorge Lorenzo is going to have his work cut out. Valentino Rossi in second place, 7.6 seconds behind. And Danny Pedrosa, he said he was the luckiest rider here today. Well, yeah, pretty lucky, 28 be eight seconds behind after all the crashes from the Ducatis in front of him. But let's hear from the race winner, Mark Marquez. Mark, congratulations on that. The first part of the race was a great battle, was it, between yourself and Valentino, but you just seemed to find something in, in that second part of the race. What was the key for you? Yeah, in the first one of the of, uh, first race, uh, first part, uh, I know that uh, was uh, will be difficult uh, because uh, was the bike that for some reason during this weekend I, I didn't feel good with that with that bike and I say okay, but I must I must to use and and there just I push but uh, not uh, on the limit. Uh, so I was there uh, fighting with Valentino, great uh, great battle, uh, and then uh, when we changed the, the bike, then I say okay now. It's my time now. It's the time to, to push 100%. Uh, and yeah, uh, happy because when I change, when I take my best bike, uh, was uh, was really good. Does this make up for Philip Island in 2013, changing <laughs> at the right time? Who was counting? <laughs> Honestly, you know, we are human. We did a mistake. <laughs> no, we did a mistake there, but. Uh, 
But yeah, now, honestly, uh, first time when we know that there will be two races with flag to flag, everybody was laughing on the box. <laughs> and everybody was joking with Santi. But uh, he, uh, he did a really good job. Uh, he compensated. Uh, we, we are very happy with the work of the team of Honda. And, and yeah, uh, we take the victory. So... Uh, really important. Interesting what you say though about the work you're doing with Honda because you looked a long way away in Qatar. Here in Argentina you've looked there all weekend so do we know what it's going to be like in Austin or is it going to be another lottery? Yeah, 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 of course uh, every circuit we will see and uh, which is our level. In Qatar we were far but uh, we finished in the podium. Here we were closer but uh, if you saw T2 uh, in the acceleration uh, Yamaha Ducati overtake me but Honda is working hard. Uh, soon they will bring some new parts, so uh, I believe in Honda, so uh, I hope that the next races will be even better. We're leading the championship. Congratulations, Mark. Well done on the win. Thank you. Thank you very well, much. Well, there, there are all sorts of victories on race day, and for Eugene Lavaggi, fourth position, definitely a victory. I know we spoke to you earlier, but it's been absolutely chaotic for you. Everyone wants their photograph taken for, with you. I am so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. No, that was uh, something a bit special. When I went to bed last night, I really didn't expect to, to finish fourth today. And even when I started the last lap, I didn't expect to, to finish fourth because uh, I started eight and eighth behind a few guys. And then everybody just got a bit crazy on the last lap and uh, allowed me to slip through. But Eugene, I'm not taking any of this look at the Irish stuff because you, you create your own look. You got yourself into a really good position there. You, you were seventh when all the mayhem happened in front of you. Yeah, um, I did wear my shamrock socks today as well, good so man. hopefully that good played man. a part. But on the on the last lap, uh, I think it was Espargaro and Barbara ahead of me. They hit each other, and then the two Ducatis in the, the last corner went down. So there was just bikes everywhere, and I had this. You had to really look at the track ahead of you because there were so many damp parts of the track, where, and the track was dirty as well. You had to ride your own race and stay calm, and that, that's what I tried to do. What's great about today? It marks a really interesting progression for you. Injury in the off season, of course, 12th last two weeks ago, yeah. and now fourth today. So even if you finished seventh you would have been delighted with that I'm sure yeah it's an upward curve you're on yeah definitely when I look where we were in pre-season my confidence was the lowest it's ever been and I really had to work hard to, to work my way back from there and uh, it was only in Qatar the first round where I got my proper bike my proper 14.2 Ducati so we started to feel at home on the bike there made some progress in qualifying reasonable race and again here we've made some headway so hopefully we can keep this forward momentum uh, move on to, to uh, Austin now. How about what tires chassis what's the one thing that you feel like is the next step to really uh, understand more? No, I still really need to, to gain some rear grip because compared to the other guys, I don't have any rear grip. And the first part of the race, I was getting uh, bullied a little bit and I realized when I got some fresh tires again, I thought, okay, my front tire's strong here. So I started just making all my time on the brakes. So I was taking chunks out of them with the front tire and losing it all in the rear. So if we can get a little bit more uh, grip from the rear, then we can make a step forward. You're the only one I've heard say they're confident in the front. I know, <laughs> I was just thinking that. Why, why is that working for you when everyone's struggling with the front end? Well, my crashes during the winter were all front end. I had a real problem with the front end uh, with this tire and with the Ducati. So we worked a lot on the, on the set and changed so many things inside the fork. And Qatar, we made some uh, some big changes on the on the Saturday during qualifying, and then it stopped the front tire slipping. Again, we made a headway yesterday with the front to allow me to push the front tire. So we know what, what we've done with the front now. We just got to focus on and try and get some rear grip. Valentino, as if the weekend couldn't get any stranger. There was the podium, suddenly, and it looked like on that last lap you might not be getting it. Was the key to the race going in just behind Mark at that change over time? You know, I started and uh, the, first, the first part of the race I was, uh, was very strong. And uh, I, I overtake somebody, maybe Dovi, and I go with Marquez. I know that uh, today Marquez was a little bit faster, but I can stay with him. And so lap by lap, I say, mm, maybe we can, we can fight. 
but uh, unfortunately when I stop and restart with the second bike uh, I don't have the same feeling I had uh, I had a lot more problem with the grip front and rear so but I try to don't give up because I want to arrive on the podium but unfortunately one lap to the end uh, you know overtake me in one impossible point and we go wide and Dovizioso pass so I say wow now I try with Yannone but I don't have, I haven't the feeling to try the attack uh, but uh, at the end I was lucky because uh, after Yannone tried with Dovi and, uh, and uh, they, go, they go out and uh, so you know it's the first podium of the season I'm so happy because it was a crazy race and uh, it's important for my team it's important for Yamaha and also it's very important for the championship In the second half you mentioned you had a few problems with the track conditions or was it the bike was it your least favoured bike of the, of the two that you have? Um, for me more the tyres usually the bike are the same usually I don't feel nothing about the bike but, uh, but the, the tyres uh, was different. But anyway, in general, we suffer a little bit today because we, we go back a little bit like Friday, you know, uh, when we have a lot of lack of grip. Uh, because the, the rain of this night uh, make the, the condition very strong, but very, uh, very difficult. But anyway, 20 points, beautiful. It's different, isn't it, to Qatar, you know, where we saw certain people quick and, and almost changes here in Argentina. What can we expect when we go to Texas in just a couple of days? Allora, first of all, uh, the important is that uh, in Qatar I finished fourth, but not so far for, for the, from the victory and for the podium, so it was a good race. And here I am, I am on the podium. Uh, but uh, we have to work because uh, we, are not, we are not okay. We are not at 100% uh, and we need to adapt more the M1 to the tyres. Uh, Austin is a difficult track, historically for Yamaha, for me, but last year I finished on the podium, so it's, uh, it's good, so I will try also next week. I'm sure a lot of people pulling for you. Thanks, Valentino. Thanks. Congratulations. Ciao, ciao. Yeah, pretty pleased with the podium, and so we should be, because it never really looked like it was going to be a Yamaha track, certainly not a Valentino Rossi track up until qualifying yesterday. And what went right for him today that he got himself in that position? Uh, you know, got a good start, didn't get caught up in that mess, but you're right. I mean, Friday, it looked like a disaster for all the Yamahas, and it uh, didn't come good until the track started to come good. Then it rained, and then the track went back to being junky. <laughs> so, you know, that, that, but he got it going. He got a good start and kind of got out there with him. And it's one of the reasons we're excited about this season, because Austin's not meant to be a Yamaha track, but we're going to get surprises this season, that's for sure. And we just hope that Cal Crutchlow is at the positive right end of some of those surprises. He was in quite a good shape, actually, before the pit stop, but didn't finish the race. Let's hear from him now. Cal, is that what you count as a double frustration today? There was a few wet patches out there. Was that what cost for you first time? Um, yeah, obviously bitterly disappointed for, for myself and the team. Uh, no excuses. I crashed the motorcycle twice. First one, I hit the, I hit the back of Lorenzo in turn one, and it, it forced me onto the wet patch, and I crashed. Uh, and the second one was on the last lap in turn three. I hit the white line on the inside, and... Uh, Exactly the same crash as, as what Jack had. Um, yeah, it's just disappointing because we worked so hard to, to manage to remount and and be one of the f fastest riders on the track over the day. Uh, we know we could have been on the podium today, and it's uh, it's disappointing to to walk away with with no points. But as I said, no excuses. Um, yeah, two two races, two non finishes in. in at the moment, is not good enough for for me or for or for the team. The team are, are fine with it. I'm more. The one that's angry about it because uh, you know I've had two two strong rides in 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 the first two races, but just haven't had any points. Is there some comfort in the pace that you had that was, you know, it was as good as if not better than Pedrosa and the way he he was running today, and that uh, he seemed to have found something here in Argentina. Yeah, I had a great pace. I felt I felt great on the bike. Uh, we just made two stupid mistakes in the race. Uh, 
and that's all, that's all I can say. You know, at the end of the day, uh, the first before the pit stop, my pace was not that good, um, but it was still good enough to be in in the top four or five positions at that at that time with a bent bike. And then when I changed bike, I was obviously a lot quicker because I had a I had a bike that wasn't bent for a start, and I was able to push on. Um, and I was riding completely alone, no slipstream, no no gauge. I just had to keep pushing and. I, uh, Sure, I made some mistakes when I got to some riders. Uh, that was what slowed me down, also. But in the end, uh, we caught Bradley uh, like he was stood still, um, and then I passed him and crashed immediately. So that no, was one of those things. Yeah, there's nothing we can say, nothing we can do. We have to go to the next one and uh, yeah, enjoy it because we've had a good weekend here. Honestly, I felt great on the on the bike again, um, and the team's working very very hard. So yeah, we look forward to the next one. Onwards and upwards, Cal. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks. But let's focus now on Moto2. Britain's Sam Lowe's had pole position for this one. Let's see how he got on. Oh, oh, down goes Morbidelli, and he stays on it. We are at the end of the 23 laps, and Zarco crosses the line to take the win in the Argentine Moto2 Championship race from Lowe's and Folger. That's going to be your podium, and I think the IO team are a little bit pleased with that. Yeah, no arguing, Sam. Lowe's, uh, well, beside us now, Sam, uh, you can't argue about that. Zarko absolutely deserved it. He was as smooth as you like, wasn't he? <laughs> no, I, yeah. I hate to put that to you, but he really was. <laughs> yeah, no, he rode a good race, and all weekend he's been a bit faster than me. I did a good lap for pole position, but I would say his pace has been a little bit more than mine, and, yeah, I made a small mistake with five or six laps to go, and, and the gap stayed the same. The last lap he was a bit faster, so, yeah, fair play to him. I'm happy with 20 points, and it gets to gets my championship into a better start than Qatar. There was no leeway out there from the racing line at all, was there? Because of the damp patches, if you went a little bit wide, the consequences were quite large, weren't they? Yeah, and, and as the track was getting drier, in some parts, she was getting to the next corner, and obviously a bit faster, which was then making the problem later. That's what happened in T7. I arrived a bit quicker than the lap before, and I was wide on the exit and onto the wet stuff, so, yeah, it's one of them. It had, uh, it had looked like... You know, everything was not ragged, but, you know, moving around quite a bit. Once you got to the lead, then it looked like you just, like, took a deep breath. All right, I got this. What was that all about? Yeah, I felt really, really good in the front. And uh, when I was in the front, I could pick my lines and see what was happening in front of me, see the, the damp patches. When I was behind, I was obscured a bit from the other bikes, and I kept making a few mistakes. But, no, it was, um, it was really nice to lead the race after the Qatar thing. And, uh, yeah, it was a great, great feeling. It is interesting that having the open track in front of you and there's damp around there, it really is a key point getting a, a clear view of the line, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think it helps a lot. And uh, Nazarko had it in the end, and yeah, it, it was hard to beat him today. So I'll, I'll take 20 points, and uh, obviously Texas coming up is a good track for me. 20 points, quite a lot of points. You should be really pleased, you know. And let's reflect <laughs> for a moment on last year, which was just so up and down for you. Different fella, different bike, different possibilities this year for you. Yeah, I've got a great team. I've got the bike and the package to, to win, and I just need to keep working, keep improving, learn from today, learn from Qatar with a jump start, and you know, and, and keep working. What are those major differences? Yeah, it's just a little bit more easy to ride. The bike works in a bigger window, and uh, yeah, I feel a bit more on level playing field. It's a bit more down to me, which is a nice feeling. Hey, you said it. You said I'll take the 20 points to finish first. First, you got to finish. So it's a long season. Any different in the mentality compared to last year, as far as the yeah, championships concerned? I think um, a lot different for me, and also from the team. You know, the team we work a lot different on a race weekend. We set the bike up for the race rather than just one lap. Last year, maybe as myself and the team was all about trying to be first or just doing that one fast lap. 
now it's about consistency, pace, working for the race, and it feels good. A lot of that too, you're on the right package. You yeah. know, last year you were on a package that you would set it up for one lap. Now you know you have a championship winning bike. Yeah, there's no excuses now, and uh, you, know, you know as well as me, when you're in that position, I think it automatically gives you a different mindset. And you know, I knew that I had to improve from the last two years. I feel like I have done in the winter, and I'll continue to, and you know, we've got to try and get this championship. It's interesting when you talk about, you know, getting there, into the points uh, in, into the points at the end of a race because you look at Johan Zarco at the end of last season yeah he won a lot of races but he was consistently on the podium and it's just having that mindset just to you know back off it's getting a little tricky and just take your medicine for second or third if it has to be that way yeah you know Colin was just saying to me before to win a championship you've got to finish all the races virtually and that's what I've not done in the past and this is what I'm going to try and work on this year is if I have to finish fifth or sixth or whatever it is that day take the points because 10 points at the end of the year is better than zero on the day and that's something I need to learn hopefully this year I can do. So like the rest of us you're going to end up in Austin at midnight on Monday uh, Tuesday back out looking at the bike and what changes do you think you'd be making what are you looking to do? Yeah well last year the, my other bike worked really good in Austin it's a, it's a strange track actually one that I really enjoy so hopefully we can also this team did quite good there last year so hopefully we can start good in FP1 I've got a lot of confidence from the start of the year and uh, yeah just keep working I'm feeling good on the bike I feel relaxed I think Erlins have got uh, some new bits coming so yeah it should be good Colin we just like to see Sam on the podium because he knows how to celebrate he knows how to spray a bottle right <laughs> love it and the fact that he believes and he wants it and he knows he belongs here that's that's the great thing about it and you just seem to be enjoying your riding at the moment and that's what makes it so entertaining for all of us yeah, I think obviously we're all in a lucky position to do the job we do but I love every second of course I want to win love more winning but it's uh, you know it's going good at the minute well look thank you so much enjoy the celebrations tonight we'll let you get off cheers, take care of yourself thank you. cheers right. thanks very much thanks all dude. the best cheers, awesome. well let's remind ourselves of how the Moto2 championship looks after two rounds of racing and Thomas Lutie 34 points he has the lead after that win last week Johan Zarka the reigning world champion on 29 just tucked in behind him Sam Lowe's in third place and Danny Kent not his weekend this time out great start in the return to his Moto2 career in Qatar last time out it's a big old learning curve but he'll come good, don't you worry about that. There you go, that is Moto2 all wrapped up and the paddock here is going to start mopping up as well. Don't forget, Austin is just a week away. They've got a big old trip ahead of them over the next 36 hours before we get racing again next weekend. But let's reflect on Moto3. There was a huge shock, it was thoroughly entertaining. This is what happened. But it's Binder that's in front of the boat. We're on the last lap of the race. Already Powie is on his way. The finish line is just here. He's done it. He's done it. Powie has won his first race. Malaysia's first Grand Prix. Navarro goes for second place. Norodine's going to try and get up the inside of him in the last two corners. Will Norodine oh. do it? He looks like he's got it done. It's only a scrabble now to the final line. So Norodine, oh, Norodine throws it down in within inches of the finish line. Navarro gets across it. Binder gets third. Locatelli in fourth. So the pole man Binder gets third place. Norodine's going to push in and will get points to push in. Over the line goes Norodine. He gets 11th place at the line. Fantastic stuff. Well, what a great race that was. Sensational stuff and such bravery at the end there as well. But the race winner was Kairul Idam Paui by 26 seconds from Jorge Navarro, Brad Binder in third. Sensational stuff and good old John McPhee finishing seventh. He's had a nightmare off season, a nightmare start to the season, but he's bagged seventh place and he's full of beans after that. Congratulations and well done to all the John McPhee fans out there. Well, Karul and Taddy, his boss, have been watching those pictures. Uh, have you enjoyed seeing all that again? Oh, very scary. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, 
difficult condition, you know, first race, uh, still not perfect uh, dry, but uh, uh, his uh, lap time uh, so fast, uh, even like each lap uh, two seconds more quickest for second people. But that's why I, I came down. You know? I know you, so I, I saw you on the wall, you're like, slow down, yeah. go slow. So, so why you go so fast? Why? No, because <laughs> in the first lap, I already push hard, and then I think until the third, third lap. Then after that, I still cool. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, I I saw the my team go yeah. slow down, slow down. <laughs> but I just go. But smooth. you still didn't slow down a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like uh, yeah, you were still going. Yeah. Um, were you you're not nervous that maybe something might happen? There was water on the track. You were absolutely confident keeping that pace, keeping that speed? Yes. Uh, on the left, have a little bit sleepy the rear tire, but I keep control of the bike for the, until the finish the, the line. Pawi, you were the first Malaysian rider to ever win a GP race. It's a huge moment for you and for your country. Have you had any calls from home? Have you spoken to anybody at home yet? Any any phone calls, any texts? No, I just take my family. Maybe my family is uh, very happy now. But yeah, I think also the Malaysian people is happy. But I want to keep this place until the next, next race. Yeah, we cannot wa wait to watch you over the course of this season. You're great entertainment. Congratulations, young man. Really pleased for you. It's interesting. When we came into the weekend, we thought we were going to spend uh, today talking about why Lorenzo was the man to beat, why he was finding all this form. Such a mix-up already this season, two rounds in. It just worked out good because, obviously, we stood, didn't we, the first round telling everybody there's going to be some crazy races. There's going to be some people getting results you've never seen before, you don't expect. There's going to be different winners. And then when Lorenzo won that first race, we were all saying a bit like, Ooh, oh, dear. But thankfully, it's back to what we thought would happen. Okay, that's it from Argentina. We'll be back in a week's time from Texas for the third round of the season at the Circuit of the Americas. Bye-bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.